Good morning, and welcome to each one. Trust that uh, y'all have been blessed this morning already and uh, been able to worship. Missed being here, but uh, glad to be here, and thankful for each one of you, and trust that uh, we can uh, learn together. Uh, there's, there's a scripture in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, I, I keep going back to that occasionally, I think there's, there's, there's something in there that I, I think that is good for us to note and look for, I look at at times, I've, I know I've talked about this uh, scripture in the, already in, t- in different times in the past, uh, but I'd like to just, just this, so this morning it's a reminding type message, it's a message that we remind us and encourage us that we have a ministry. And I'm not talking about myself and Joey and Larry. That is, we call that the ministry of the church, right? Well, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about we as a church and each individual one of us has a ministry. We, and we, call, we will look at it as a work, something that we are called to do. First Corinthians, I mean, the second Corinthians chapter four, verse one, he says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. <clears throat> Title of the message is seeing we have this ministry. <clears throat> I'm going to read the first five verses of chapter four. We're going to jump back to chapter three, and we're going to also be looking at chapter three. It's just kind of a more of an expository message of just looking at these scriptures. We're not going to wander far from here. We've got to maybe bring a few other scriptures in, but we're going to kind of look at what is Paul trying to teach us about our ministry? And what is, what is that, and how, what, how, what do we do for it? Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake." <clears throat> what, what ministry is he talking about? Where, where, what, what is the, where is he coming? He says, therefore seeing we have this ministry. So he's referring to something beforehand, right? What is that? What do we find there? If we go back to, ch- to, verse, to chapter 3 and verse 1, he, uh, he says this, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we as some other epistles of coming of common epistle of commendation to you or letters of commendation from from you verse 2 he says ye are our epistle written in our hearts known and read of all men okay verse 1 there he uses the word and he uses the same word he had used in chapter 4 verse uh, 2 he used the same word and he says he's talking about commending ourselves what does he mean? What is he talking about? When we, can, when, 
we, we use that term more a lot of times as a, as a, as a form of approval. We, we commend something, we approve it, we accept it, we, we commend. And it, and it has that definition, and it, has, it, it, does, it makes, that does fit into this, into this context even, to a point. But <clears throat> this word also means that we, as we commend ourselves, it means that we exhibit ourselves. We show, we express, uh, we, or, or the concept of we prove something, we commend, we prove it. This is the way it is. And so the, let's go back and think about this. Do we again begin to commend ourselves? Do we exhibit ourselves? Do we show ourselves? Do we prove ourselves? Or need we as some others? Epistles of com- commendation to you or letters of commendation from you. I don't think there's anything wrong with those epistles of commendation and letters of commendation where other people say good things and they they recommend and they say this is good. And yeah, that that person is serving the Lord and that person is being, I, I, I see that. But how did that person receive that conclusion? How did he come to that conclusion that this is that he can even do that kind of thing that he can give an epistle or a or a letter of commendation? He did it by observing. He did it by by uh, your what you exhibited, by what you showed, by what you proved with your life. And the things you said and things you did. And so that's the thought I would like to get here. <clears throat> this thing of commending, commendations. That's our ministry. Is that what he's saying? We'll go on down through here. There's more to it. But I think that's the heart of it. That's our ministry. We're here to to prove something, to exhibit something, to, to show something by our life and by the things we say and by the things we do. And what are we exhibiting? We know what an exhibit is. Go to places where they want to sell things and they exhibit it. They put it out on display. They show it so you can see exactly what's there. Now, I don't think this is talking about us being boastful or... or uh, you know, being you know proud of what we are, but nor do we should we be ashamed or hide or just be or be you know. I don't can't really get the word I want there, but uh, that we should withdraw, be withdrawn. We have something to show. We have a ministry. We've got something to prove. A salesman doesn't hide the quality of his product. A salesman exhibits it. He puts it out there. He wants his product to be noticed. He wants his product to be seen. He wants, to know, he wants everybody to know all the qualities of what he has. <clears throat> Goes on here in chapter 3. Ye are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Okay, now he's saying that even the people that he has been teaching and the church that's out there and, the, and God's people are out there, the church is out there and, and they are his epistle and he's, they are known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle, epistle of Christ ministered by us, 
written, let's note this part, he was written not with ink. Not, it's not a letter written with ink like we, we have the epistles in here, John and Peter and all those in the scriptures, we read them. But the, the epistle that he's talking about here says he's not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Now I'd like to note here, we want to go down through here a little bit and note the, the ministry that we have, the message that we have, and, and the importance that, we, that it is what it is intended to be. We're, we're, we're exhibiting something, we're putting it out there. He says, it is written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, like referring to the old law, the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments were written in tables of stone. That's not the letter that we're sending out. Our, our, our message, our ministry is not written on tables of stone, but it is in a fleshly tables of the heart, deep in our heart, the truth. This is, it's more than just something that we look at and we see these tables of stone, and we know what the law is, we know what God has said, but he, he says they are written in the fleshly tables of our heart. And that's, that's, that's what Christ, I mean, that's what God had said. He had said that he would, he, would, he would put his law into their hearts. That's the new covenant. The new covenant that he was, that he was going to make with, with his people was a law written on their hearts. And that's what Paul is saying here too. That's the epistle that, we, that, 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 we, that needs to be read. We can put those stones, and we see them sometimes sitting around in people's yards or on buildings, and that, I'm okay with that, but we need more than that. It needs to be deeper than that. The fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. In verse 5 he says, not, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. So it's not in ourselves. These, these, living out the, this ministry that we have of exhibiting these, the, the truths of the Word of God in our lives and the way we relate to things, it's, it's not of ourselves. It's, it's we have the, it says we have the, our sufficiency is of God, who, says, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. So note, note what he's saying here. This is what he's saying. He's made us able ministers. We're going back to that word of our ministry of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Now let's look at a few comparisons he's making. This is the difference. The, the, our ministry is of the New Testament. He has made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Do we see the difference? Do we see, to see what, what our ministry... We have this ministry, and that's, that's what I want you to get this morning, seeing we have this ministry. We have a ministry. God has called us to a work, and it's not a ministry of the letter, but of the Spirit. That's for us, and that's the message we need to be portraying. It's more than just working out, doing this and doing that. It is a, a heart thing, and, 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 it, and that's the message that we, we need to be portraying that's what we need to be exhibiting, that we, that we are serving God from our heart. And it's, and it's, and it's something that we, are, that we can do because we want to do it. It's not, it's not a law to us. It is not something that is controlling us. Yes, it's controlling us in a spiritual sense, but not, not in a sense that we are, are pushed into this thing or controlled. And, and, and we're fighting against it and that we... We need to crucify this flesh. We need to realize the importance of 
of truly the Spirit. So, so that is one of the, one of the comparisons he's making of our ministry, and, it's, and I think it's essential that we, that we understand that. We hear that all the time, I know, but, but think, this, think about this. It's, it's a reminder. This, this message this morning is a reminder for us. It is, an, it, is, it is not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Then he says, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And we're, so, we're, so we're coming back into this subject of death and life. The Spirit, the letter killeth, and the Spirit giveth life. So that, that's the reason, or that is the, the, that is the point that we're making. This is the difference between the old and the new. This is, this is the heart of our ministry, that we, we know this, we understand this, that the, the, it's a ministry of life, it's the ministry of, of power. It's not of death. The law was one of death. Do this or you die. The New Testament is do this and thou shalt live. <clears throat> one of the spiritual, a spiritual life. Okay, so that's one comparison. The letter versus the spirit. Verse 7, he says, But if the, the ministration of death, written and engraved in our stones, was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? So here's another comparison. And he, you know, it's following through with the, with the life, the death, the ministration of death versus life. Here it says ministration. No, I said that wrong. The first one was the letter versus the Spirit. Now he's saying this is the ministration of death versus the spirit. That's the, that's the old the old law that 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 ministry that ministration was was according to was was one of death. We have, we've talked about that. We've been looking into that. We 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 considered that. He says the ministration of death was written and engraven in stones. It was glorious. It was from God. It was a good thing. It was. It was for their time and for their place and for that situation. God, God was teaching them and showing them right and wrong, and giving them direction as a nation, as a people. But he says he's got something better. Paul says that was glorious. How much more glorious is this one? How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. So we have three terms there. We have a ministration, it was not according to the letter, it was according to death, and it was one of condemnation. The ministry, he calls it the ministration of the letter, ministration of death, and the ministration of condemnation. But instead of that, we have the administration of the Spirit and the administration of righteousness. And that's how he's comparing these things. So, what is our ministry? That is the question I'm having for us this morning. What we want to think. What is our, what is our ministry? Are we exhibiting that? Are we commending that? Are we putting that out there? 
in our daily lives, in the way we relate to our fellow men, in the way we relate to each other, in the way we relate to our families, in the way we relate to the lost. Do they see that? Is it real to us? I believe this is something we need to encourage each other. We need to bless each other into to knowing and understanding that we have a ministry. He goes on there. Yeah, we, well, we read verses 10. No, we didn't. Let's read verses, uh, verse 9. He said, For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that exalteth. For if that which is done away was glorious, how much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to be afraid of what we've got. We don't have to think that this is some something that we have to kind of be kind of care, you know backwards about. Get it out there. Exhibit it. Commend it. Put it out there. Prove it. Show it. God is doing something in your life. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Unless. Unless he's not. Unless you're still, all you have to commend is what the flesh is doing in your life. How you're being controlled by that. If that is all you have to exhibit. You're failing this ministry that you have. He goes on, he says, uh, not as Moses, which put a veil over his face. We're still comparing the old versus the new. And, and how much more we have to commend and how much more we have to show. And he says, not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses read, the veil is upon their heart. So he's saying that that, that, was, what the, that was what the old law was. That's how it worked. There was a veil. They, they, could, they could understand the holiness and the righteousness of God, but they could not understand the spiritual. They there was a veil. They were not, they were not quite there, but we, we, that veil has been taken away for us. We can grasp that. We now have this ministry without that veil. The power of God in our lives. The power to live above sin. The power of, of allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. That veil is taken away. And he says, as long as we as long as they were just looking at the law of Moses and, and, when, and, and, and as long as they were just focusing on that, there was a veil there and they couldn't understand it. But he says, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So that's, our new, that's the epistle that we have. And that is now the, mis- the ministry that we have. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he goes on, verse 18, he says, But we all with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, 
from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And I believe that we want to grasp, to get that concept of the liberty that there is in, in this, in this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, he says. What is that liberty? If we're, if we're thinking about it in this concept of, of commendation, of, of exhibiting, of, of proving, of showing it out, think how much more we have in the New Testament where the law of God is written in our hearts than what they had in the Old Testament where it was written on tables of stone. When you think of the concept of liberty and freedom. <clears throat> freedom. We are free. It's not, we're, not, we're not trying to act out something that we, that we see a law, we see the tables of stone, we know what's written there, and we're trying to, to do that and to, to act that out. That's a bondage, isn't it? That is, that is something we, we, we have to be doing, all these things. That's the way the law was. That's what, what the children, that's what God, that was what God had presented to them. But now he says he writes his law upon our hearts. And when it's real to us, it's not, 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 now it's not a law of death. It's not a law of condemnation. It's a law of liberty. When his truths are written on our hearts, we are free to just simply do what we believe and what the, what the Spirit of God has written on our hearts. That doesn't mean do what we want to do. That doesn't mean following our flesh. That has nothing to do with that at all. That means because we, we have, in order to have that law written on our hearts, we have had to die to ourselves. We have to do, we've had to, to die and raise up a new life. And now we're free to live that life. And that's where we often fail. That's where we often struggle. We, we, we want this ministry. We want to serve the Lord, but we somehow try to bring ourselves along. We try to bring our own ideas and our own, uh, yeah, the law of death. The law of bondage, and we take away from the freedom that God has given us. Simply be free. <clears throat> so, let's go on now to chapter 4 again. <clears throat> We've looked at chapter 3. So, so first we, were started, we started in chapter 4, verse 1, where he says that we have this ministry. So we looked at back and said, well, what ministry was he talking about? And that's, that's what we've been looking at in chapter 3, is the ministry that we have. One of, one of life, one of the Spirit, where the Spirit of God is written in our hearts, and it's a law of liberty and a law of freedom to serve the Lord with all our heart and soul and strength and mind. Now he says, therefore... Seeing we have this ministry, we go back to verse 1 again. We have, as we have received mercy, we faint not. There's strength. There's courage. There's, there's, there's life. We but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. That's a very sobering verse. Of course it is hid to those that are lost. If, they would, if it would not be hidden to them, they would not be lost. If they would understand it, if they would, if they would know the truth of the gospel, then it would not be hidden. But the bottom line is, that's where it's hidden, and that's where it's needed. And we have a ministry. What are we doing about verse 3? 
We have this ministry. As we receive mercy, we faint not. There's courage. We have things to do. We've got place. We've got the truth. We've got things to, we've got to get involved in this ministry because that's what God has called us to. Manifestation by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. I'd like to note that other that verse there too. We commend ourselves to every man's conscience. What does that mean to you? What do you think about when you read that? We know what that means. We've all experienced that. And I hope you've been on both sides of that, that, that equation. Because I know you've been on one side when you notice someone living a spiritual life, living victoriously, being free, having liberty, and you are in bondage, and you are struggling, and you are hurting. And you don't know what to do. And you feel condemned. <clears throat> there's a solution. There's, there's, there's something to do about that. That's what he says. We commend ourselves to every man's conscience. We exhibit ourselves. We show ourselves. We prove ourselves to every man's conscience. What is he saying? He's simply saying that we're, we're supposed to be an example and a witness and that our lives and the, way, the things we say and the things we do should be, uh, I don't know what the word I want there, but it should, it should uh, speak to the guilty conscience. It should remind him who is struggling, who is, who is in sin, who is defeated. It should, it should, should challenge him. It should, it should convict him, his conscience. So we commend ourselves... Manifestation of the, by the manifestation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience. I think that's what that, I think that's exactly, and I think it's very simple, really, and I think it's very clear, and I think it's, it's something that we can be doing and should be doing. Now, we should be the people who are doing that. Many times it can be done without saying a lot of words. Sometimes words are necessary. Sometimes words are appropriate. Sometimes reminders and challenges, but many times it's just simply by peace and joy in our hearts. We commend ourselves to every man's conscience. We prove it. We show it. We are an example of it. Then he goes on. In whom, verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, then you think about that, he's referring to the creation, God made light out of darkness, and then... Jesus came, now here's the light. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now 
Christ is in our hearts. And we are to let the light shine out of darkness. God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. So we have, a, we have something to shine out. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In verse 7 he says, For we have this treasure, this treasure, in earthen vessels. So that means in our bodies, in our time, for who we are. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Where am I? We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That we have this ministry. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels to perform this ministry, to do this ministry. But it is in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amazing that this ministry is given to us, that we can present this, we have this ministry in our earthen vessels, and that we show forth the glory of God, the wonders of God. And then he goes on, talking about things that hinder us. We're going to look at that in just a minute. Three things that hindered the gospel. Three things that he's referring to here that are important. That important that we that as we that as we show ourselves, as we commend ourselves, as we are an example, and as we are commend ourselves to the conscience of those those that are troubled. And he and he says here in verse two, he says, "We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty." Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth. And that's the importance that we walk that way. That we walk with, with honesty, being transparent to where we have nothing to hide. You know, as, as a people that have been forgiven, that the Holy Spirit guiding and directing us, we don't have to be, we can be transparent because... We are not depending on ourselves. We're not trying to commend anything that we are not. We are simply trying to commend Jesus Christ. So we're not trying to commend ourselves. We're trying to commend Jesus Christ. We're commending the power of the Holy Spirit. We're commending the power of God in our lives. And so we can be honest. We don't have to be hypocrites. We don't have to, to hide things. He, talks, uh, he says, handling the word of God deceitfully. Uh, or with our, and he refers to our intents, uh, the intents of our heart, where we have uh, the manifestation of the truth, we make it known. So we have that 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 can hinder us. That can hinder our ministry. We we want to note that. Second point that that, hinder, that he says that hinders it is that. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. There is a wall. The devil is out there. Satan is, is, is 
blinding the eyes of, of, his, of, his, of, his, of his followers. He is intentionally trying to keep them from seeing these, these things that we are exhibiting. He is intentionally trying to, to stop their vision and to not where they don't see it. <clears throat> We're going to have to penetrate that. We have to get through that, that veil that he puts over their eyes, that where he blinds their eyes. We have to get through that where they understand and they see the power of God in our lives. <clears throat> he is constantly working against the truth. He is constantly trying to, to keep them from seeing the truth. So we have an enemy. It takes more than just, well, here we are. We have to pursue it. It takes some, some offense, some offensive fighting. We don't just, just display ourselves, but we go out and we fight against, we take away those things that blind their eyes, the things that keep them from seeing the truth. We, we try to eliminate those things. So we need to be careful with that. Then in verse 5, is the third point that I believe is very important that we understand, that this is working against us, to hinder the gospel. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. We have to get away from ourselves. We are sometimes our own problem. When we are trying to promote ourselves, our own things, and our own, own agendas, we have to put them back. If we, want to get, if we are going to fulfill our ministry, we have to die to ourselves, put that away from us, and do the, do the right things. <clears throat> so that we can exhibit, so that we can prove, so that we can commend the gospel to those that are lost. Because remember... It's hid to those that are lost, and they are the ones that need to hear it. <clears throat> All right. It's time to bring this to an end. Well, there's a couple of things that I want to say. Several things that, that are helping us, things that we, that we need, that are, that are essential for us to, to commend, to, to fulfill this ministry that we have. Verse 6 says, For God who commandeth the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have a light. We can claim that light. That, that it shines bright. When, you, when the, the gospel has, is a light and it shines out and we have that, God gives, us, gives it to us as a light. Let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. It's a children's song we sing. And it's true. It's important that we as adults, and we don't forget that. We have a ministry. God has given us a light. It's not that we have to come up with a light. He has given us a light. That's what he says. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness, that shine in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God <clears throat> in the face of Jesus Christ. He has given us a light. We have that light we need to use it. We need to, to, to it. think of it this way. You know, have you ever noticed display cases where they want to display something? They want to really show something. What do they do? They put some little lights in behind there and it shines down right on what they want, want you to see. And they want you to notice this thing. So they put a light in there and they, and they let it shine right down there on that, on that item they want you to see. Are you doing that? Am I doing that? 
Are we allowing the light of God to shine down and to brighten the things that we have, our ministry, the things that we need to show forth? All right, so that is that's the things that help us build. Next one we have, we looked at verse 7, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Then verse 8 he says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Friends, we have troubles. We have problems. But we have the power of God. We have something that we can, that God has given us. You know, if, if our lives as Christians, as, as, as this thing that we want to display, we want to display the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to display the power of God in our lives to, to those that are lost. If everything would always just go perfectly for us, what, we, what would we have to display? We say, well, we looks like we have everything just the way, everything's perfectly, right? That's not reality. That's not life. And everybody knows that. But when they see you troubled, but not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. See what Paul is telling us here? We have this in our earthen vessels. We have this and we can have this, we, this ministry that we have, we have this in spite of these. These things express, they show the power of God. And we could look at some other scriptures. We have an enemy. We have a, we have a battle to fight. But this is not all negative. These things can be good. They can strengthen us. They can help us. They can show those around us. Those where we, we, we show that we, manifest, we commend this to their conscience, right? They see the power of God working in our lives. They say, wow, what does he have? Let's not take these things lightly. Sometimes we struggle with those. And we think we want God to take away all of our problems. But maybe God wants to use those things for our ministry, for the purposes that we have. <clears throat> Dropping on down to chapter, verse 13. We have the same spirit, and these, I, could, I didn't read all those verses because we're going to run out of time. It says, We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. My point here is that we have a testimony. When God is doing something in your life, we need to talk about it. And we do. We tend, usually we, talk, we tend to talk about the things that we're excited about. The things that we know that are happening in our lives that, that are real to us. We talk about those things. <clears throat> Let's not hide those things. That's part of that light. That's part of this ministry. We have a testimony. And, we need, and that, that testimony, when it's clear, and when God is actually doing something in your life, and it can be seen, and you can share that with, your, with those that are lost, and those that are hurting, and those that are struggling. And you can share what the, your, your, your testimony, what the Lord is doing, and the things, and you just let, him, let people know. It encourages. It's a commendation. It's an ex, you're, you're exhibiting. You're showing, showing forth. You're proving. 
what God would have you, what God wants you to show forth. <clears throat> Paul says, his, though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. That's his testimony. And so he, he had courage and he saw those things happening and that's what he said that was happening. Do we have a testimony about our experiences with the work, what God is doing in our lives? Do we, do we share that? Do we have this ministry? Are we, are we using, are doing something with our testimony? And then I have one more. Verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We have to keep our focus on, on the eternal. We have a hope. We have something beyond today. Yes, there are trials. Remember what we talked about? There was, we, we're oppressed, but we, we go on. We have, we have trials, but we move forward. We have something that's eternal. And we have to keep our focus on eternal things. God, can give, God gives us that grace to do that. That is part of our ministry. That is part of what, what, how we show our, how we e e commend ourselves. That's how we, how we exhibit what God is doing in our lives because we have a hope beyond today. We have something that's greater and deeper and eternal. And we can commend that. We can show that. We can bless those around us with those simple truths. That we're not just here for the moment. We are here for eternity. Because of eternity. Because of the... You know, what God is doing for us is not just for the moment, but it's for eternity. <clears throat> Let's keep our thoughts, our vision, our focus on things that are eternal. That's not just, it has nothing to do with what we're doing here. It, is, it has all to do with what we're doing here. Because the things that we do here will make a difference in eternity. Things that we speak about, the things that we pursue, the things that we live for, it's all about eternity. And so we need to keep those clear. We need to focus on those. The things that bless us. <clears throat> the light of God responding in the right in despite of our troubles by our testimonies and then the things that are eternal. Those are the things that help us to share our be share our testimony, or to share our, or to, to fulfill our ministry. That's what I want. That's what keeps us going, to fulfill our ministry, the calling that we have to be a light in this dark world. May God bless us. May we, may we capture that. I think it's, it's, it's a vision that we have to have deep in our hearts. It's a burden that we, have to, that we need because, not because we, we have to do this, or we're going to miss the point completely, but because of what Christ has done for us. And we rejoice in that, and we rest in that, and we glory in that, and we have something to give. Let's kneel for a word of prayer.